British people are incredibly polite to people we don't know, and we are really mean to people that we know very well, and we say horrible things to our friends, but that's because we like them. But people we've never met before, we're very polite and very, you know, <laughs> nice people to them. Alright, me, I'm Dan from DanSenseiEnglish.com and welcome to another episode of the Dan Sensei British English Podcast, the podcast designed for intermediate and advanced level English learners who love the UK and want to learn more about British culture, British life and, of course, British English. Now, today's episode is part two of 10 things that you should know about British culture especially if you want to live in the UK, are going to live in the UK, or are already living in the UK, this stuff will help you understand what's going on around you and what's going on inside British people's minds. So the first thing I want to talk to you about in today's episode is British food and the fact that, let's be honest, it's pretty crap. Even British people don't really like British food so much and that's why you'll find that the most popular food in the UK it's not bangers and mash, it's not fish and chips, it's curry. British people love a good curry and it's not just Indian curry, Sri Lankan curry, Thailand curry, Japanese curry, all curries British people seem to enjoy. And it makes sense, right? Because the UK has had a lot of immigration from places like Pakistan, India, Bangladesh. So, of course, they brought their food culture over and British people have kind of jumped on that one. The most popular curry is chicken tikka masala. And this is kind of funny because it's not even an Indian curry or a Bangladesh curry or a Japanese curry. It was actually invented in Scotland. So, it's a Scottish curry by that logic. And to be honest, you can tell I'm British because it's my favourite curry as well. I love a good chicken tikka masala. Mm, you know, bland as anything, but it's beautiful. And, and I'm a big fan. So, yeah, and you'll find that on every city, every street, there's usually some kind of curry house. Um, it could be different kinds of curry, but they definitely exist. And certain areas in big cities are just like curry shops. For example, in London, there's a place called Brick Lane, which has got a load of curry shops. Manchester has got a place called Curry Road. I'm sure you can guess what they sell on that road. And Birmingham's got something called the Balti Triangle. So yeah, loads of curry places. Um, yeah, so be prepared to enjoy a good curry if you're going to go to England or Scotland or Ireland, whatever. UK, you get what I mean. And that's a good point, right? We should probably talk about what actually is the UK um, because we've got a few ways to talk about it you know you've got the UK got Great Britain the British Isles what is actually going on well the UK is actually made up of four different countries um, if you're not sure we've got England we've got Ireland but not all of Ireland just Northern Ireland we've got Scotland and we've got Wales and together as a group a hybrid they make up the UK and each country has got its own government and its own laws and its own culture and accents and dialects and all the rest of it but we are somehow united uh, as a kingdom hence the term the United Kingdom the UK now something that's interesting about British culture is that 
We don't like anyone, but we join up with the people close to us to dislike other people, right? It's a jokey kind of rivalry. It's not that serious. But, for example, people in Yorkshire don't like people in Lancashire. And we're, we're next to each other. But together we join up and we don't like people from Liverpool. But together we all join up to not like people from down south. You know, from London or whatever. Then we all join together to not like Scottish people. And we join up with Scottish people to join. And we're like, we don't like Welsh people. You know, it kind of goes on and on and on. And it's definitely visible in like sports. With like football or rugby or, you know, especially rugby. Um, you'll find that there's a lot of friendly rivalry and sometimes not so friendly rivalry um, but it's something to be aware of you'll also find that not all of these countries speak english as a first language in wales they speak welsh uh, i think i'm gonna get this wrong but maybe in scotland people speak gaelic or maybe that's irish i don't actually know about that but there are other languages than english in these four countries so don't be surprised if you go to Wales and they don't speak English. It could happen. They're probably going to speak English, but maybe they don't. Who knows? You need to be careful. And I guess on that point, we should mention the fact that not all British people speak like the Queen. I do not speak like the Queen at all. Could you imagine if I did my podcast in this kind of voice and this kind of accent? Now, that is completely different to how I actually sound. And that is because the UK uh, and even just England has got a massive amount of different dialects and different accents, especially when you consider it's such a small piece of land. As far as I know, there are over 50 different accents and dialects in the UK. And each of those accents and dialects are broken down even further. For example, I come from a city called Sheffield in South Yorkshire. So I speak Yorkshire dialect, Yorkshire accent, right? However, if I drive 25 minutes to Doncaster, it's different. We have different words, different dialect, different accent. And we drive 30 minutes up the M1 to Leeds and it's different again. And even inside Yorkshire, we've got loads of different versions and different dialects. Now, if you're learning English, that's going to be pretty difficult because it's so different. Every 25 miles, it's like a different language, which makes it hard for you. The Queen speaks in what we call RP or received pronunciation, or some people call it Queen's English. And this is quite common for certain areas in the South and like estuary English, and but it is quite posh, you know, upper class, not everybody speaks this way so if you rock up in london don't expect everybody to sound like that you're going to get cockneys you're going to get south london roadman slang you're going to get all sorts of stuff so be prepared to not fully understand what people saying around you because it's not going to be what you learned in your textbooks which is why people like me make content like this to help you understand what british people are actually saying if you want to work on this i offer private lessons all about understanding british people send me an email if you're interested the link is in the show notes besides the language and the dialects and the accents there are some other things that make british people pretty hard to understand and that is that our sense of humor is heavily sarcastic 
and self-deprecating. We love to make jokes at our own expense rather than making jokes about somebody else, right? And we love a bit of banter. We love taking the piss out of our friends. We love making fun of the people that we like because, I don't know, it's a British thing. It's something that we love doing. But for people outside of England, it's really strange. If you look at it from the outside, British people are incredibly polite to people we don't know. And we are really mean to people that we know very well. And we say horrible things to our friends, but that's because we like them. But people we've never met before, we're very polite and very, you know, <laughs> nice people to them. So it doesn't make sense if you're from the outside, but that's how it works in England. And some British comedy does translate overseas. You will have probably heard of TV shows, you know, like Mr. Bean, or um, maybe you've heard of things like Faulty Towers, Monty Python, that kind of thing. But it is very British and it's very hard for people to understand. The humour is very dry, it's very sarcastic, and a good joke, often people don't realise it's a joke. You've been serious? Is it a joke? I don't really know. Should I be offended? Probably not. Probably British people are just trying to pull your leg, or take the piss, or take the mickey, or just make fun of you, because it's something to do. And we have a kind of idea that everything is fair game with your mates, right? There's nothing taboo, nothing is really off the table, and if it's gonna get a good laugh, go for it. Royal family, politics, uh, prison, anything <laughs> that you can think of that you can make fun of, probably we're gonna do it. So if you're gonna spend time in the UK and you're gonna make British mates, I suggest you develop a thick skin, otherwise you're just gonna spend all day being offended. The next thing I've got for you, we've already touched on in a previous podcast, and that is that the pub is like a second home for British people. As you know, we love to go to the pub. It's a great place to socialise with your mates, to have a drink, to relax, to, to catch up, to have a chin wag. Whatever it is you want to do with your mates, a pub is a great place to do it. Pubs are usually pretty friendly. You don't have to drink alcohol to go there. You can just drink soft drinks, you know, Coke or 7-Up or whatever. Um, you can often get food there, especially curry. Most pubs will have a curry night, so it's worth checking out. But my favourite thing is to go for a pub quiz or like some kind of quiz night or something like that you get together with some mates you make a little team and you do a general knowledge quiz and you can win some prizes usually it's drinks from the bar or maybe a bit of money depending on the actual pub but it's a good laugh of an evening and yeah some people take it seriously most people go there and take the piss because it's sarcastic uh, i was always in the taking the piss category but it is a good use of an evening and it's a great way to meet other people. One thing you need to be aware of, I did touch on it in the pub podcast, and that is we do often use the system of buying a round, where in your group, you take it in turns to buy everybody else in the group a drink, right? And then next time, it's somebody else's turn to buy everyone a drink. If you do this, if you join in the round buying system, don't leave the pub until you've bought your round. Don't be like, person A bought a round, person B bought a round, now it's your turn, but you go home. That is a massive faux pas. Don't do that. 
that just means that you're a bit of a selfish dickhead so make sure that you always buy your round before you leave the pub otherwise next time people are not going to want to talk to you very much so be sure that you don't do that but other than that go to the pub have a laugh and get to know some British people. It's a great way to get started if you just moved to England and you're looking to talk to new people and meet some new mates. So there you have it. That was 10 things that you need to know about British culture. Well, it was only five, but the first five are in the previous episode. If you've not listened to that yet, go back and listen to the first part and it'll tell you all the things that you missed. There's loads of good stuff in there, especially about American English and British English. So be sure to check it out. And I want to know what you think over the two podcasts, which was the strangest part of British culture that is really different to your own culture. Let me know, leave a comment, send me a message, send me an email, whatever. I'd love to hear what you think. And while you're here, Don't forget to like, share, subscribe this podcast. If you're listening on Spotify, please leave a rating. I'd proper enjoy it. And if some of the words in this podcast were a bit difficult for you to understand, don't worry, I'm here to help you. The full transcript is over on dansenseienglish.com. You can see every single word that I said written down so you can follow along. It's great if you want to practice shadowing. And if you're not sure about some certain key vocabulary or British words that are used, you can download the free vocabulary cheat sheet. The link is in the show notes. Put your email address in. I'll send it you immediately. And you can use it to really understand what I'm talking about in this podcast. If you want to go one step further, patreon.com forward slash Dan Sensei. You can support the podcast. You'll get bonus content, extra episodes, all that good stuff. You'll also be able to join my study squad community, where you can practice English with me and other people. All the details are there. Check it out. It's in the show notes. But that's it for me today. So I'll catch you in the next one.